Welcome, Bucks County. Welcome to a show that I was not expecting to do because sometimes people reconnect for whatever reason that may be. But I have this woman who is a friend of mine, but a very long term friend, because we met a long time ago back in Southern Lehigh High School. It's been that long, many years. But I'm so excited to bring in Robin Iggy. She is an amazing, spiritual, and loving woman who has this gift. She has a gift of communication and her love for her animals, all animals. And she is going to bring us something more than what you'll probably even imagine because she touched me when we talked not too long ago. We were on the phone for at least a good hour. And I say, I, I, Robin, I have to have you on. You're just going to have to come on the show. And she was so excited. She's like, are you kidding me? I'm coming on your show. I'm like, yes. So Bucks County, we're bringing in a wonderful woman who has such a spirit and love that she has this, she just has this way about her, a spirit, a love, a guide almost, as you could say, for these animals that she takes care of and so many more. Something that she started many years ago was her business of tall tales, training and boarding. And she has gone through so much, you know, with loss of animals, with taking care of them. And that's beyond just dogs. It's every animal out there. And that's why we connected because I had the farm and she has this beautiful farm. She has lots of work to do, takes care of so many. But I am so fortunate to be part of her life because when I lost Herc and Sam, she was there. Not only was Robin there, but Donna, Michael, and, and Cindy, and, and so many people I can't even mention, like thousands, thousands of people that contacted me to say how sorry they were for my loss of Herc and Sam. My poor Hercules and Sam, whom I have taken some time to heal, and I'm still working on that, but Robin was there, and so many others. You know, there was Virginia and Donna and Robin and Cindy and just, I, I, you know, I can mention so many names, but the ones that were so close to me would just reach out. Heather Ann Hughes, who was also going to be on my show at the end of the week. But there's just this beautiful spirit in Robin and I needed to have her come on. So there's something I want to read really quick before she actually comes on the show. And it's something she wrote back because when I lost Herc and Sam, when I was dealing with other problems... She was having the same problems with her dog, Luigi. And Luigi has passed not too long ago, just over a month. And I am going to read something very quick before I give her a call, okay? So what she wrote back on March 3rd was, My morning coffee shifts me from sleep and sleepy to wakeful and hopeful. It's been over a month since Luigi passed. The hole in my heart is similar, but the void in the house is still the same. I look to his bed on the couch where he sat next to me each morning, sporting a fresh diaper due to his incontinence and a freshly laundered sweater, creating the illusion of a well-dressed little man. His care took a great amount of time, and while I would have done anything for him, it tired me a great deal. It took me much time from my other dogs. 
As my second cup of coffee shifts me much more into wakeful and hopeful, I noticed something happening today that is a little different than most of the past mornings. Libby and Sam are both playing with stuffed toys. They had gradually started to do this in the past month. Slowly at first, each one would pick up a toy and toss it a time or two glancing at me from time to time, hopeful that my wakeful would turn into joyful. With a second cup almost down the hatch, I watched them play more vibrantly. In between guzzles of caffeine, a giggle escapes my mouth. Perhaps this hasn't happened in quite some time, as I must have taken the dogs by surprise, since they stopped playing to stare at this strange noise that had come from the quiet one on the couch. The last few months of Luigi's life had become very difficult, so there were more quiet times of holding him on the couch than times of walking the labs. Yes, we walked outside and played, but those times were always brief, and the Luigi care times were always greater. They had waited patiently for so long, so I got down on the floor and encouraged Sam and Libby to play again, and again, and again. The retrievers were retrieving, the labs were laughing, and I was giggling, really giggling, again. What I realized in that moment was not only had I been holding vigil for Luigi, <clears throat> but my labs had been doing the same. They waited patiently, allowing his journey to be completed. Then, slowly, when it was time, they returned to play. Yes, my wakeful turned into hopeful, not just for each cup, not with each cupful, but with each wonderful moment of re-experiencing joy. Thank you, Libby and Sam, for showing me when it was time and that it was okay. So I bring you in, Robin, as we share that loss of our loves and the spiritual woman that she is and the love that she holds for so many out there. I cannot wait to bring her on. Again, we will wait a few moments and we will be giving her a call. <laughs> Well, Bucks County, you will not believe who I have on the phone with me. And like I said before in the intro, Robin and I have known each other for a long time, but we just never reconnected until probably, I don't know, a few years ago. But Robin is super excited and she is here on Bucks County Bites podcast. First time ever. And <laughs> she is this beautiful woman, beautiful soul this spirit that has connected with me. I don't know why. And it could be because of Hercules and Sam and her dog, Luigi. I don't know. I can't explain it. But maybe Robin can. So, Robin, I <laughs> welcome you with open arms and uh, open soul and heart. Open heart. I am here and you are here. And welcome, Robin. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Tell the world hello and give them a little bit about yourself. Tell them a little bit about you and we'll go into what you're all about. We'll talk a little bit about your, your business and even the plans that you have coming up. But just let's uh, let's begin with you. Well, you know, I kind of feel like when you started talking about, oh, and by the way, hi, everybody. <laughs> um, when you started talking about reconnecting, I think that's the core of everything that's going on in our lives right now. Absolutely. As youngsters, we make these connections. We think they're going to be temporary. 
we get through, we move on to the next phase, we kind of grow a little. And I don't really think it's until we're in our maybe um, late 30s, early 40s that we start really figuring ourselves out. And I think it's through so many interactions that we have with our world. And, and then we come back to the space where we never really left those people. The touch was there. The connection was there. I think we're all connected across the planet forever. And a matter of whether, whether or not our paths connect again, I think has to do with um, possibly what our destiny is. So right now, as I do my day-to-day business, and my spiritual practice, I feel like all of the right people are all connecting back again, not for me alone, for everybody, for Mm -hmm. each other, for each other's growth, for the planet. And I feel like the connections that were there um, are bringing magic back now. Absolutely. You're you're completely right. Yes. Yeah, because I, I didn't tell everybody how long it's been because if they knew that they could figure out how old we are. So I left <laughs> that part out. But I did mention that we went to Southern Lehigh High School and that we had so many connections. I mentioned a few names and that we do. And when I think about some of the other friends that we have, they do have a, um, a connection that we just never lost. And it's strange that we don't have the connection with everybody from back in school through the Mm -hmm. years. But there's those that come back to you later, whether it's 10, 20, 30 years later. And it's strong. And you're one of those people. Mm. And I just couldn't believe the connection we had. And it was all because when Hercules and Sam, during the pandemic, when I lost my business and her home the whole time, taking care of Herc and Sam not really seeing what was coming towards the end. I mean, it, it, it just tore me apart and broke me apart. It just broke me in half. And I gained a better spiritual love when I started talking to you. Because I knew you were there. You've always been there because you're through my social interactions and my social media. You just really changed me. You, you brought some things to light and I started thinking about it, and it just made me better. It healed me. And I have to thank you for everything that you you were there for. And you were going through a lot of the same things that I was going through, too, with Luigi. So we had that connection. There was a reason for it. You know, it kind of goes back to, out of every tragedy, there's a growth or a grace. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, I have to say I'm humbled and honored that that something I've gone through or any words that I brought forward helped you in some way. I think we're, we're all looking to each other to catch a little light from each other's candles, but sometimes you're the candle lighting the other person. And sometimes you're in need of a light. And I feel like when we go back and forth through grief or tragedy or joy or spiritual conversations, I think, um, I think it's a matter of, when you're 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 always destined to be in the right place at the right time and the right helpers always come to you mm-hmm. and out of so many losses of animals i found that i was able in my writing and in my business and now in our friendship to project or just shed a little light on what i felt my experience to be and i always want to have something that might bring to the table something that could help another person i don't think on like a um an expert type of level, but more on a soulful, Mm -hmm. I felt that 
And when I get whispers from spirit, I feel like that's something I want to share. And you did. Absolutely. And I needed it at that time. And I knew that, like I said, I knew what was going on with Luigi because I was, I was following you all the time, every day. I had to see you. Mm. I had to be aware of what was happening at the same time I was going through such a, a tragedy. I mean, it was just horrible what I was going through. But you helped me seeing that you were going through the same. And mm-hmm. I did not realize that we were going to have such a loss between the two of us. Right. I mean, you were so right. connected to Luigi, and I was so bonded to Hercules and Sam. You know, is this like that's your soul partner? That is your that's your that is your lifeline. That when that broke, it just it does it breaks you. It's a horrible yeah. feeling. It it is. It's shattering. It's shattering, and no matter how many times you go through it, because of the connection you can make with an animal. Your heart is fully invested. It's fully in. It's fully open. It's fully full of the love they bring. Because you invest so deeply, your heart is going to be amazing. So deep. Um, so deep. And, you know, for anybody listening who hasn't been aware of the stories, um, I always share information on Facebook that I think will be uplifting to people. Many people want to quit because of... Um, a lot of the negativity on Facebook, mm-hmm. but I've found as in our situation, Martha, that mm-hmm. it brought us together. And so when I embarked upon the journey of what I knew was going to be the loss of a, a 15 year old cockapoo to a degenerative uh, neurological issue, oh. I knew that I wanted to share it so that other yeah. people following me as an animal person and as a, an animal teacher, mm-hmm. that I could share my story. I had another dog um, who is very healthy right now, but she's 13 and um, has kidney disease. So I invited my friends on Facebook to watch our journey, partake in what I was sharing, Mm. the questions of, is it now? Is it later? What should I do? Are they comfortable? Where is their quality? How do I feel? Am I holding on for me? All of those deep, soulful questions people ask about that part of the journey when they're in that role with their animal. And um, in this case, not only did I share that with you, the pathway to saying goodbye to Luigi, yes. but it created this new pathway of where hopefully you and I can shed light and grace to other people too. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for too, because I have so many other, I mean, I'm in a lot of different groups because I am in the fitness realm of it with fitness, like Matt, my fitness, Matt, my run. I have a lot of connections there and they, even though they may not be on Facebook or Instagram, that's their social outlet and they talk about like they're doing dog walks and then there's this one particular person in the UK his name is Terry wonderful family Terry Heather and Safi and they just found out that Safi a beautiful dog they have the vet said do you want to put her down now I mean there's they found something in Safi that is not going to be able to be fixed and they said, you know, we can do it now. And Terry, you know, he has never done this before. He's never gone through a loss. So I tried to help him to understand what's about to happen. And it may be a few months from now. It could even be a year. It, you just don't know when, but they will tell you when it's time. You just know. You have the connection with your your spiritual animal, your dog, your cat, whatever it may be. But they know they know when it's time and they will tell you you have to look for it some people are more perceptive to know 
some not so much. But if it's your first time, it it's, can be a little bit difficult. And I'm hoping because Terry listens to this. He's in the UK, but he listens to the podcast. And, uh, you know, this will be something for him to listen to, to you, to mm-hmm. understand it better. And that's why, you know, you're like, you're like the spiritual guide. You could help so many people. You have no idea. You share your soul and your wisdom. And for the people that are animal lovers and they have, you know, these are their children. They may never had kids, but these, these furry pawed kids, they're your life. And if you can help one person, you've helped so many just by helping that one person. And I remember that very first loss. I remember how that felt. I remember too. I would invite Terry to reach out to me through social media. And if he needs any support, absolutely. I'd be glad to be there. Mm -hmm. I feel, um, I feel like that is, there's so many ways we're connected across the planet now through technology, Mm -hmm. but the heart spaces are the pieces that get connected. And I think, um, again, my, my need to share with people on social media is because um, of that feeling of devastation and not knowing how to handle it and kind of navigating through um, that first experience by myself with nobody really helping me. But over the years, um, my, my special my very something near and dear to my heart is senior rescue. And so over the last 10 years, I've had four or five, maybe six senior dogs and cats who I've taken in as either 16 year olds who, you know, you weren't sure if they were going to have another year or six months and animals that were hospice care. But I do love that part of it. I love that mm-hmm. that time for them was made special and that I had the, the means and the ability and to do that. Um, and setting your heart up for sadness every single time. But at the same time, there's a joy about that rescue and that um, what you give that animal and what they give back to you mm-hmm. immensely. For anyone out there afraid of senior rescue, the benefits to your heart are far greater than the loss. And you get to do it again and again and again. And that I find miraculous. And so I think the healing for me and the ability to talk to people about it came when I started getting into senior adoptions because there is a vulnerability and and a very um, rawness that you experience when you open your heart, knowing that you don't know how much time you have. You won't have a decade. You may have a year. Mm -hmm. But by being in that raw and vulnerable space, it allows you to get better in touch with yourself. And when I was young, I was a very, very, very shy kid until I maybe hit high school. I was a little more outspoken, but never really secure in myself. And all of these experiences have made me that way. And there's just this place where I believe you just kind of step off and fly and feel like I need to, I need to expose my, my soul now. I need to take off all of my masks to, to put on my soul. I need to really show who I am because there's no sense in hiding and who you are ultimately is going to not only enrich your own life, but again, connect you to the people who either need that or support that. Mm-hmm. So we're all in this journey that is so synergistic. We connect with each other and support each other. And the flow goes back and forth. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've met so many people that they have done the senior adoption. And I love that they do that because, you know, that dog that needs adoption and nobody else might want 
but they have the last chance to be with a loving home. They need that love and care. And what better way is that, you know, you may be a senior yourself and you're adopting this senior dog because, you know, you may be going through some really rough times and you're doing it together and you bond with that dog that may be 12 or 13 years old and he may have a year left, maybe a year and a half, maybe six months, but you're giving him that care that he's needed because if that person doesn't do it, somebody else might not. And he, he needs the chance to have a nice home, to have a nice meal, to have a warm bed. And that you can, if you can give that, that love to that dog, to the cat, to whatever it may be, it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful gift that you can give yourself and you can learn and grow from it too. Just like you said, you're, you're great at that. And, you know, we're hoping that more people can understand it and reach out and adopt that senior dog or the senior cat that's out there. You know, I think the fear is you're going to be hurt. And the truth is you are. But the other truth is that as much as you, your heart aches and you have a hole in your heart, it's almost like you grow another heart each time you adopt a new animal. Mm -hmm. There's a really wonderful quote by Anatole France, and it is, until one has loved an animal, a part of one's heart remains unawakened. And it's so true, isn't it? I love that quote. (laughs) Love it. Because you have to be vulnerable to love an animal. You have to be able to open up. And they open you easily because they're the truest form of unconditional love, Mm -hmm. aside from spirit and our families, our parents. But they they really do enable you to get in touch with heart and emotion. Mm -hmm. And so when one is lost and people have asked me like, how can you, how can you do that time after time? But there are a lot of people who raise seeing eye puppies Mm -hmm. and return them after they've raised them for a year to go on with their further training or any kind of service or guide dog. And the truth is you look at it like you have a role and the role doesn't mean that you exclude heart. I know my role. If I adopt a 16-year-old Chihuahua, which I have, I know my role is to give him the best of whatever he's got left and to make it as magical as possible. And every one of the seniors I've adopted have given me and and I've given them two to three years. So I find that at that age, that's pretty miraculous. So that says to me that that soul came and needed whatever I was offering Mm -hmm. to complete their journey and move on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes longer than others to be ready to bring another one in, but Mm -hmm. it always amazes me how much a connection can be made with an older dog or cat, Mm -hmm. um, expecting that you couldn't have the same connection or the depth of connection with an animal comparable to the one that you may have just lost but it astounds me each time my heart makes a connection with a new yes absolutely oh my gosh yes because Mm -hmm. i know like all the love that we had for our animals no matter how many they have been how many we've had in our past that love in your heart even though there's a hole there and it it heals in time there's all that love to give to someone else and you want to continue that love that connection to the next animal that you can care for that you can help because your love is so great in your heart in my heart i know it is it's huge and i know yours is the same we want to continue to help each animal that's out there that may need it whether it could be a puppy coming in or an adoption that's coming in 
we have that to keep continuing to grow, to love, and continue that that path, that journey. And it's an, it's an amazing thing because if you're a spiritual person, which I know how spiritual you really are, and I'm <laughs> on that same I'm on that same level, and I just want to give, I want to help, I want to continue to do that because that's what I've known since I've been a child. I mean, you're on a farm. I grew up on a farm. You know, we always had animals all the time, all kinds. You know, my first dog, I think I was, what, three? <laughs> I've never been without a dog since. It's just something that you you fall in love with. You fall in love with the unconditional love and the connection. You know, yes, we had 18,000 chickens, and you can't connect to 18,000 chickens. <laughs> but you do. I connected to my, my, my pet chickens, and you have those, too. Yes, so I do. So we do. We connect on many different levels. And we just need to continue to give that support to so many out there. You know, we can't save everybody. We can't save all the animals in the world. But although we think about it, all the millions of people we really do have out there, the ones that have good hearts, they could save a lot of animals. And they would bring love and, and warm heart to themselves if they could do it. I think that is something I discovered in myself. I know it is uh, years ago that you can't be the only one to do it. You can't adopt everything. You can't take on more than you can give quality to, but you can inspire others to do the same. One person, one animal, you've saved millions if you inspire some people. So, um, and I think too, like when we're on these journeys of wanting to save or wanting to give, we're really wanting to heal the planet. But the healing comes with healing fear and opening to love. So if I look at what I try to do to inspire people to adopt senior animals, that really is about looking past the fears, the what ifs, the hurt that could potentially be there, and instead open yourself to the love and the potential. And we hold ourselves back so much in life by being afraid to take a step, afraid to fail or succeed instead of taking that faithful step, no matter what it is, starting your own business, mm -hmm. painting a room, changing a job. It can be a small step. It can be a big step, saving an animal, but it really does shift the world by how you shift yourself. So if we stop learning, if we stop living in fear and start to learn to live in love, that's how we start making ripple effects and change things. Oh, that's beautiful. So that people, I hope everybody heard that because that's, you really said something really, really true there. People need to learn that. It, it would change. Can you imagine any people that you could change if they could learn that? I think everybody thinks that they can't make a difference. And I came to this planet with a lot of energy and a lot of Aries energy and a lot of I want to do it all and experience it all energy. <laughs> and I had to dial myself back a little bit because not only does that burn you out if you do it the wrong way, you don't need to be the only one to make change. You're, sometimes your greatest change is the smallest ripple. And the smallest, what is the quote? The smallest pebble in the stream creates many ripples. Mm, that's true. But having the faith that you really, maybe you make one small change in the world, you've changed so many things from that one ripple. Yeah. And I think, I think just empowering people to realize you don't need to, to move mountains. You can make small ripples. But they're going to touch many, and they're going to become big ripples. Right, which that big ripple turns into that large mountain, and it can change so many. Just even like this podcast, just this one voice of me 
who connects to so many people to you right. that voice that is on this podcast right now that goes out to all across the world and that can change even one person out there whether that person's in canada the uk australia i've got listeners all over and if that person out there takes this and can change one person that they meet in their life you've just created that ripple and the ripple can become very large and does make a powerful powerful effect out there to so many absolutely and you know i have a another little quote I'm going to use because it makes my heart sing when I can remember them. I have a very special person that I'm so honored to be studying under or with. Eagle Skyfire is an amazing shaman in the Bucks County area, Montgomery area. And one of the things that was um, so powerful that she has said recently is, has taught um, that I embraced is you have a voice and you have a choice. She, um, she has she offers something called the flow of the river on monday evenings on her facebook page and one that was one of the teachings a while ago how do we use our voices we do have a voice but we do have a choice and are you going to use a gentle voice are you going to use an angry voice are you going to make an active change are you going to use your voice for a positive effect and i really think very carefully every time i want to teach mm-hmm. in my training business or speak to people, or talk to friends, and we're human, so we don't always we don't always um, remain flawless. <laughs> but mm-hmm. when you try to think about that, I have a voice, and I have a choice about how I'm going to use my voice. Um, I feel like that is um, kind of a motto I I hold now as a medicine to work with every day. When I open my mouth, what is going to come out? People are going to hear it, whether you're on this podcast or you type something on Facebook, or you say something in a grocery store and you don't know who's watching you. Mm -hmm. But our voices can be so powerful if we use them properly and with the right intent. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so you have to tell me a little bit more since you're studying under someone. I knew that you were getting um, into the shaman. There's a shaman here, right, in Doylestown or Bucks County, Upper Bucks County? Eagle Skyfire, and um, she is quite a teacher um she is you're able to find her on um her facebook page right. she has a website it's eagle skyfire she has a tremendous teaching that she shares with so many it's very powerful it's native american studies the good red road is a, a spiritual path of walking in rhythm and in balance with nature wow beings around us spirit um it echoes so many it's not a religion. It is a spiritual way, mm-hmm. but it echoes the teachings of so many spiritual practices and religions come together in one. Wow, and for me, being, it's very powerful. For me, being um, very earth-oriented and aware of nature and the animals around me, this spiritual teaching m- impacts me greatly. How, and well, uh, how long have you been? How long have you been studying under her now? Probably almost two years. She offers classes in shamanism, past lives and reincarnation and karma. She helps you to walk a um, walk in a shaman way, which is in balance between the worlds. But she also coaches spirituality as a practical practice. And that is uh, pretty amazing to me because you think of shaman and spirituality and any spiritual practice 
as having to be um, so spiritual that you are disconnected from the world, but you're not. The fact mm-hmm. of it is you're, you're connected to everything around you, you're, which is why I write what I do when I share on Facebook. You are connected to everything you're seeing and experiencing and your vibration is going out there. So by being connected to everything, you have to make spirituality practical in the real world. You're a human, your soul having a human experience. And as a human, you're going to falter, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to try to grow and learn. But your spirituality has to be practical because you're navigating in the three-dimensional world. So her teachings are very practical, but very spiritual. She guides you on life paths, helps you learn about the Good Red Road and the studies of the first people. Um, It has really expanded my heart to study with her. And I just, I respect and honor her so greatly. Oh my gosh. So this is amazing. So this is why you, you really connected with this spiritual world. And that's what really, I mean, it just makes you grow. It's just making you so full of this energy and power. When you think about that, um, so you you have a beautiful farm. So do you think about all the animals that you have and all that connection you have? You and you have this business. You have a, a, a boarding business, right? So do you yes. do you teach? Are you teaching others all what you're learning? I mean, you do have a lot to offer yourself you have so so much knowledge (laughs) well i i I try to i thank you i try to um offer as much of what i have in a way in which people care to receive it so i have a dog training and boarding business we do a lot of um behavioral problem solving aggression rehabilitation we do a lot of rescue rehabilitation and One of the things that I do when I'm working with people and their animals is identify where things are out of balance. And one of the keys to what what I've learned to study with Skyfire Mm -hmm. is that you're to walk in balance. And to be in balance means that you're honoring all things around you. So when I work with people and animals, we're looking for where the imbalance might be in their relationship where the imbalance might be in the dog, where the miscommunication is or lack of communication. So I teach communication and we'll teach the dog to learn to understand what we're looking for. And we'll teach the families to learn to communicate with the dog. Oh my gosh. You're, I did not realize everything you were doing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Well, you just... My business partner and I have been in business about 26 years. And oh my gosh. Has it been that long? <laughs> Yeah, it has, but we've only been on our farm about, um, oh goodness, 15 years this year. So we were in the valley training and we found our magical, wonderful, enchanting farm. I can't say enough about the power I feel when I'm here. It's a beautiful place and anyone who's visited knows the healing properties of this space and I love sharing it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We opened our boarding kennel here uh, on this space and so we also have a boarding resort here. Um, But I'm also branching into a more spiritual form of journeying with our dogs. And it kind of talks to, um, when I train with tall tales, it is very balanced in terms of spiritual and practical. But when I work on this other program that I'm just about to release, we're talking even more spiritually about how our work with our animals um, focuses on their energy and their chakras, yours as well journeying with your dog through this training process so you can get more deeply into the relationship and the spirituality of it 
and not just in the three-dimensional training part. Oh my so, gosh, I am just so, right now you've blown me away. You have no <laughs> idea. You're, you're really more than I could ever imagine. I, I had no idea you really have taken it far and very deep. And especially with the shaman, um, especially like the training with the dogs. I, it's just, I'm speechless. You are incredible to do all this. I mean, where do you find all the time in the day? You're running a farm, you're running a business, you're studying, you're teaching, you're doing, you're 24-7. No, I'm actually not. That's the other <laughs> thing you have to do. You have to remain in balance. And uh, this is not caffeine speaking. This is literally how full my soul feels of spirit and my, wow. my drive to want to do what I can for the planet. Mm. We have a lot of healing to do. And it's not on a political level. The healing... The healing has to happen for the land and for the people, and it's going to be a very different take. So one of the other things I'm expanding into will be a healing retreat type of focus on oh. this farm. Oh, you're going to do it right there at the farm? Yep. Yes, I am. Meet and greets with the animals. I have friends who do music therapy. There's a wonderful, wonderful person in the area, Mo Durant, who, um, of course, runs the band The Large Flower Heads, but she also does... Stress buster drum circles, meditative drum circles. I was just ready to ask you if you had drum circles, if you're planning Mm -hmm. on it. We do. We have often. And she is a very powerful woman with a lot of uh, drive and spirit behind her. And so what I feel like we all do in a different way is we all have a tool with which we share journeys. Mo's tool is the drum. Teaches people to connect with themselves and connect with each other through music. Um, my intent is to help people connect, as you and I have, mm-hmm. through animals. You are connecting people through technology, but your heart. So we all have these gifts, and everyone has one, or many. And we can teach or share with other people how that gift might connect you further to yourself, but most importantly, to each other. Oh, you are powerful. Now, if you, with everything that you're doing, with all you know, with all the knowledge, with all the spirit and heart, have you written a book? Have you written articles? Have you published anything yet? And if you have it, maybe you should very soon because <laughs> your your words are powerful. The meaning oh my is so strong. I mean, I, I actually started working on learning a little bit about, if I can say it right, it's called Munai Kai. Do you know what that is? Have you ever heard of it? It's something mm-hmm, that just yeah. came to me. I had no idea what it was. But I'm kind of into this whole spiritual thing where I'm using mm-hmm. I'm using stones. I'm using all this because I have a, a good friend, um, Virginia, giving her a shout out. She's really been into that whole spiritual realm. And so she kind of brought me into it. And, you know, with meditation and yoga and learning about the stone and the chakras and everything. Um, but then there was yeah. another person that brought in this, what is it, Munai Kai. Mm-hmm. So do you know a little bit about that? Not to speak Okay. an authority on it, no. It's different. It's something that you might want to look into. Um, for, from what I understand, it takes a little while to learn about it, but it's about the nine rights of initiation to become a person of wisdom and power. There's uh, energetic transmissions to heal the mm-hmm. wounds of the past it's a genetic and karmic inheritance we are all born with. So that's something you might want to check into while you're doing all this because that's something you could add because we don't have anything like that here. 
it, usually you have to travel for that a little bit. So my friend on the map, my fitness, his name is Ed. I believe he's 73 years old and he is a, he is actually certified in it and he's been teaching it for a long time. That's and he fabulous. helps so many people. He, you know, he's involved with like the chakras and the stones, everything. Mm-hmm. But when he taught me about this, he goes, look into it. If there's nothing in your area that might want to be something that, you know, see if you can get someone to look into themselves, you would be the perfect person for that. Well, I'm going to do a shameless plug for Skyfire again, too, because <laughs> it's all kind of like there's so many things like this being taught in different modalities. She does something called Sacred Round, which talks about delving into your life mission as as it is to be here and the past lives that have brought you to this point and your soul agreement to what you want to achieve here. So all of these different things swirling, however, however it speaks to you is where you're going to be led. And that that is where I think so much of our community is moving toward the direction of finding out what this means, what this journey is. Why am I here? What am I supposed to do? What are my, what are my skills and tools that I need to do that? So it sounds like you found that in that direction and that is sensational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, it's been an interesting journey. It really has all these years thinking about all the things that we take to our, you know, lifelong journey, what we are experiencing. I mean, from the farm, all the years at the farm, what I've learned and taking it from there and just really mm-hmm. have that love and kindness and spirit. I mean, the spiritual world to me is is amazing because I know there's there is more because I I mean, I could tell people what happened about the Herc and Sam thing, but the people probably wouldn't believe me. Uh, we won't go into that area. That will be another podcast um, that was just so powerful and strong and real. And it kind of almost scared me. It's so strong because we had such strong spiritual um, situations at the farm. Things were happening that people could not explain. People that were non-believers of anything, and they said, "Did you see? Did you just see what happened?" Um, uh huh. <laughs> things are are very powerful around me, and um, it, it's um, something that I can't get into because podcast is not about me but it is about uh you and what you're offering and what you have out there for people and the gift that you have because it is it's a gift you've been given a a beautiful gift um and we all have we just have to learn how to hone those gifts exactly exactly and you know with the with the idea that land and creatures gift us and and show us magic just as yours did, Mayan does. And what I'm trying to do um, in in bringing light to light, some of the magical things that people can walk by every day and not notice is you asked about books. And yes, I am. I have written two books previously. Oh, you but have? I have? Okay. I have. Yep. They're through Tall Tales. It's a One is called The Big Picture, and it's the art of balancing your dog and your relationship. And the other is 1,000 Best Dog Training Secrets. But that is very, it's written in tip form. The other ones that I'm writing, I feel much, very driven right now to bring to light what you're talking about with the farm and experiences. Mm -hmm. And so one is um, about the magic that's happening on my farm. And when I sit and sense something through a sunset or through the deer that are on my front lawn feeding as I watch the sun go down, 
You have um, a thousand deer on your farm. I swear yes, you, I do. You do. You have. They all come to you for safety because they know they know your farm is spiritual and they know it's safe. So they come and just kind of just stay there for a while and they feel you know comfortable and and they have lots to eat on the farm. So <laughs> it's a beautiful it's, it's, thing. It is a beautiful thing, and there's such a message of peace. And they've kind of inspired me to write this book because there's so much to be seen. Um, out there and every time there's a piece of magic I feel compelled to write it down so mm-hmm. there's um, there's that and the other book is about our life walk with our animals and the different roles we take on as we um, journey with them from puppyhood to saying goodbye so the the parallels between you and I and what we've experienced on our farms and with our animals are I wish to bring to light in these books so they can be and even um, deeper realization for people about how how much magic there is and how deeply you can go in your relationship with your pets and how connected we really truly are to everything. And I think it takes this past year, didn't settle well with a person like me, of course, being <laughs> so energetic and social and wanting to be out there. But what I did finally do after much kicking and screaming, finally settled down into being quiet and saying, okay, I have no choice. I need to mm-hmm. sit here and be within. It really did show me the magic that I was missing with my hurry, hustle, bustle, 24-7 that I was doing. And that's when we needed to dial it back. Yeah, Some of it, everyone's um, learned that lesson. Well, and until you all learn it, we won't open up again. So people learn it. Mm-hmm. People <laughs> but, learn it. I think a lot, and a lot of people have learned it. They have changed yes. things. They've changed their views. They've changed their lifestyle because they had no choice. We've mm-hmm. all become like, you know, for me, I've become more balanced and more focused and just my life has changed it completely turned around and not that I wanted it to because I was busy doing my job. I had a business, but that business died when the pandemic hit and transportation died. And that was the end of that. There's nothing you can do to change it because it is the pandemic and it changed the world. So then we had to pivot, Right. Well, hopefully not too many people panic, but they did. But I just kind of like had to like change course. I'm like, all right, I'm going to change this. I'm taking care of my dogs. What else can I do to help people? And that's when I decided to do this and to help others out there and to help businesses and just share the the positive stories that people need to hear. Because a lot of people are going through this depression and they're going through a lot of bad times. But what Mm -hmm. helps them is those positive stories and that spiritual love that's out there that we really need to connect with other people, connect with our animals. And it can lift you just a little bit if they can listen in and take a little bit of that positivity and it can grow. It just It's like a seed. You plant that seed, you know, it does take effect. It does grow. And I think that's what I was trying to do. And, I, and I've done so because a lot of people have really benefited from the podcast from what I hear. I get a lot of good feedback. I have people calling me from all over, giving me positive feedback. People call me from different parts of the country. Say, oh, I listen to your show. I love what you say. I love what the, the meanings are. I love the people that are coming on. So that's a huge, huge positive factor. And if I'm creating that one change, oh, that's fantastic. That's that ripple. It is that ripple. And if you think about 
what you had to go through in losing a business to be doing what you're doing now. It's a big change. And I wouldn't be writing these books or doing what I'm doing right Mm -hmm. now if I wasn't made to sit down in isolation. And you and I wouldn't be talking today if any of these negative events had not taken place. No, it wouldn't have taken place. Mm -hmm. I know it wouldn't because that it just everything the way it came in to it's just the way the timing was it, it just couldn't never be different i mean how and why but it it happens mm-hmm. you know it, it just made me open up and say all right this is happening you know even like with my fitness like i used to be really into fitness but that driving kind of stops that you don't have time to do it because you're on the road driving you know twenty thousand miles a month all of a sudden now, okay, now I'm at home. All right, well, now I'm taking care of dogs. That's 24-7. There was constant care. But when I lost them, I knew, like, right away, in order to heal, not only did I need all my friends and the connections, but I needed to get up and start going to do physical things again because I couldn't do it before. And Mm -hmm. as soon as that, that one day I started, next thing you know, I'm walking 9 to 12 miles a day. And I just kept going, and the fitness level kept going harder and harder and getting bigger, and I'm out there getting my doggy therapy as I'm doing my walks. And I'm helping (laughs) others as I'm doing these walks, and my journey was taking me all over Bucks County walking, and it still does. And then all of a sudden now it's like, oh, I ended a 4x4x48 competition. And now that is inspiration to others. I'm trying to inspire others by helping them on so many different levels. I just worked out for 48 hours straight, Robin, with like two-hour <laughs> breaks. <laughs> no! <laughs> I just got done, and that's what I was like. When you said we were, you know, we're doing our podcast today, I'm like, oh, I thought it was next week. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no! That energy level just came back to life. I'm like, I can do this. You, I got this. You into a different zone. It yeah. Did. For 48 hours, I was working out for four, it was four miles or an hour and a half of workout time. And that's what I did. And I, I did not sleep. I would literally get up at three o'clock in the morning to work out because I had to. It was something you had to do and you have to prove it. You have to document it. And I did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> as soon as I was dead at midnight last night, I crashed. I was like, well, I, I'm good. You asked me if I got my energy. I would a- actually reflect the same question back to you for that. <laughs> That's, yes. I mean, the energy level that, you know, our minds are so powerful. We can do so much more than we can ever imagine. You know, we can help so many people on so many levels. You know, just doing that, something like that has inspired people. I've inspired quite a few. I've had that message. And if that's what you're doing and you are, we're we're helping others. Think about it. Mm-hmm. You, you're inspiring so many people. You're helping so many people. I'm doing the same on, on a different level. Um, but that's the connection we have. And it, because of the pan, it's all because of the pandemic. It's all because we got shut down. We got locked down. We had to change. Well, you're right. I mean, it is a lot of that. And it's also like allowing that which we no longer need to to disappear, to drop off. And we some of this has been imposed on us and other things you know, we've been made to look at and even, even something like what you're doing now for yourself after losing your pups and myself after losing Louie, we both paralleled again with 
the only way our life was going to go forward and do something else was to lose those beloveds. And when it was their time, they did so. And I know fully that the message I got from Luigi was he knew he would be holding me back from the next step that I needed to do. And I understood that. And my keeping him here was holding him back from releasing the body that wasn't serving him anymore. So in both of where, where we both were, we were in a, a nurturing period and in a hospice situation. Mm-hmm. But once that changed and we moved them off to their next journey mm-hmm. is when our next journey began. It's true. And I, it also shows us as painful as departures, deaths and letting go are, there's you, you're able to move forward into a new journey mm-hmm. and without letting go. You can't start fresh. No, you're right. You're exactly right. You know, they know when it's time. And I think I took mine a little bit too long. I mean, Hercules should have let go before, but I wasn't letting go. I didn't want to let go, but I knew. I knew. And I knew once that changed. I mean, and it was very strange when it all happened because, you know, he left me on 1221 days before Christmas. And I found it so hard, like, to have that Christmas tree up. It was right. so hard. And then Sam left January 1st. Oh my, oh my gosh. What am I going to do? This is not Christmas. I can't, you know, it was really hard. I just, mm-hmm. oh, it was such a pressure. But, you know, when I read your other post that you wrote about Christmas and you had your tree up for a long time after everything. I, until last night. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I just like started really, I really reflected about what you wrote. It was amazing. I mean, it's so true. Thinking about all the memories we had and the Christmases of the past. And you think about all the gatherings of people, everything that we've been through. That tree always meant something. And now that tree that I put up again for this year will have even greater meaning. Because that will be something that I'll remember that I always had Herc and Sam around. Or my or my Xena and Thor that I had before. There was always something about the tree. Like, you know, Xena knocked a tree down, tore off <laughs> all the ornaments. Or that or that Hercules would take the wrapping paper. And it's just all those memories. And you have to just think about that. And I was so grateful for that that what you wrote. And it just, you know, changed my view of how I look at Christmas anymore. It was, I thought it was going to be even harder, but I'm thinking, no, it's actually, uh, I'm grateful. I'm happy that I had the chance. I'm happy I had those years with them. I was well, fortunate. You know, it's some, someone, uh, when I posted that post, essentially saying I was dragging my feet on putting up the tree because I didn't want to be reminded of sad memories yet in the coldest winter months the lights of the tree now uplifted me mm-hmm. that that the same tree that I lamented putting up really took me and I felt the happy memories swirling around me and mm-hmm. somebody said on my post you know Robin was it the tree that brought new energy or was it your perception that changed And both are true. And that's what you're saying as well. Mm. You know, something that just destroyed Christmas for you this year. Um, Now, next year, you're going to be, you even said it now, on some of the happier memories, the tree coming down, like the funny things. And I think it is perception often. Um, Mm. You know, when I let Luigi go, I let him go on his 15th birthday. I chose that day. Because the day, if I had made him live past it, wouldn't have been a celebratory day. He was too sick. Yeah. So I chose 
that day to give him his wings. And he was transitioned in here on that day and he transitioned out on that day. So the day doesn't hold a sadness for me. It holds a freedom for me in my mind. And I think our perception of, well, that was key for pandemic, our perception of how we went through it, what we chose to look at. No, we couldn't always look past the stress and the depression. And I went through that as well. And you you can't always go through something like this, smelling the roses. You really are. It was a struggle. You had to find yourself. You had to dig deep. You had to reach out for friends. You saw who was going to carry you and who didn't reach out a hand back. Absolutely. It, things came to light. But in it, the perceptions mm-hmm. that you were left with were your own. Yeah. And how how you chose to see it and go forward. And that's any of the life things that you and I have talked about, our life experiences, um, things we wish for ourselves or for the community. That's all perception. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Same thing. I think about Herc, you know, I got to, I kind of got to choose the time. I chose the day, not realizing when the time came that that was the exact moment, the exact time Think about December 21st. That's winter solstice. Yes. And he literally gained his wings at the time of the conjunction at 121 p.m. That's amazing. And that I did not choose that. I did not. Okay. That just, you know, she came out, was Lap of Love came out. And that's exactly like I was holding him. I was there and he was gone at the moment the time came. I'm like, I cannot believe that that just happened. And and it was Sam's birth. It was Sam's birthday at the same time. He was mm. born on the 21 and Herc was, he left us on 12, 21 and then Sam left go 11 days later. Cause he wanted to, you know, he wanted to be with his brother. They literally came from the same place, the same people and that same mother. They were, you know, it was just like, it was just crazy. It it just, the numbers, I'm I'm in the numerology a lot and the Mm -hmm. numbers still blow me away when I look at all, everything. I just, you know, just crazy. And always divine symbols of something that really means something to us. And that is just a beautiful story. That really is. It's just, it was, um, yeah. And at the same time, you know, it made me so sad and so hurt there were so many positive things that came out of it too. So it's just, mm. we, it's the way we're perceiving so much. We really do. We perceive things differently when things are gone. You know, when Herc and Sam were gone or Luigi was gone. I know I, I remember that day when it was happening as you picked that time and day you picked it. And I mm-hmm. was there in spirit with you. I was in the sky flying at that moment that this was happening and I was so close as as close as I can get to the spiritual world up there high in the blue sky and praying for you and Luigi Mm, that's so beautiful it's just I was that I was connected to you in in such a way because of losing mine and you were losing Luigi Mm -hmm. at that time Mm -hmm. and I, I just felt I don't know I just felt something very strong powerful that day you know, I think we emphasize taking care of our animals so greatly and nurturing them and fixing them. And I think when it comes to that moment, and I've learned to accept that moment with so much more grace and not that it isn't painful, but our job isn't always to extend their life. And in my senior and hospice care with some of the animals I've had, I've really learned that it's okay to say when it's time 
and it's okay to feel okay about it. Um, I loved Luigi dearly. He was yes. the funniest little cockapoo and dressed up every Monday night <laughs> for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Yes, <laughs> pictures <laughs> are adorable. <laughs> but he needed to go. And, you know, I, I realized that. And I realized, um, you know, that the care that it took to take care of him, the time and the effort mm. was really a lot. And I would have, yeah. if it had helped him to get quality, I would have continued. And so I think we forget that it's okay. Death is okay. Passage is okay. Staying when, when it's time to release our animals is okay. Mm-hmm. And we needn't feel guilty about it. If, if our, our choices are always for those reasons of love, time, there's always a season. Oh, there is. And, and it's something that we have to all face and understand what it means. And that's where mm-hmm. you come in in this spiritual world of ours and the gift that you're giving to so many and the gift that you're giving to the animals. Um, there's so much that you have to offer. And I, can, I can't I can wait till you actually have this beautiful farm open to your new, like a new business is what you're going to have there. <laughs> And that's exciting yeah. to know that yeah. you're and you're so close. You're right here in Bucks County, right? Where 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 are you located? You can tell Actually, the audience. I'm not in Bucks County. Um, I, I I travel in Bucks County. My heart really vibrates. I love the energy there. Um, I am actually above Allentown and below Slatington, so it's Washington Township. And our farm um, faces west, which is about rebirth death and rebirth and new beginnings it's um it's kind of about transitions and mm-hmm. learning to flow with life it's called sunset farm and tall tales is on the farm um so it's about it's about 15 minutes north of allentown oh it's not that's not bad that's not far at all so you're going to be close and you're going to you're are you going to announce when this opens up i would love to have you come back on yes. and actually do a show just exclusively on what you're doing and when you're opening um, and kind of do like that announcement. It's, you know, it's advertising and marketing, but you're on a podcast <laughs> and you're talking about this this wonderful opening that you're going to have. And do you think you'll have it running maybe by summer? Um, do you have an idea when or fall? Yeah, or? I am actually working on a website right now to um, kind of announce what I'm doing. And it's little pieces are opening gradually. Some of it's going to require um, working with, some animal rescue mm-hmm. and um, little pieces one at a time are coming together. Okay. I would imagine um, by 22, it'll be fully in swing, but most of most of what's on the website will start to happen this summer, yes. Okay, so you're going to kind of do the announcements this summer and, and yes. it should be in full swing by probably early next year, you would think, right? Yeah, yes. It's, it's coming together little by little and okay. it's, it's a big undertaking that it's not going to be oh yeah it's completely happening at once mm-hmm. oh it's huge and i can't wait for everybody to see this and hear about it and and i can't wait to this podcast is published because <laughs> the music is amazing it is amazing it's, it's amazing and you are an amazing woman you have so much to offer and give and i can't wait for all our buddies out there that are suddenly high people and all of our mutual connections that we have. I cannot wait for them to hear this. I really you know, am excited for it to be heard. Yes. And yes. for them to go visit you. And hopefully get to visit you on the farm. Um, 
and especially with this whole pandemic situation, I mean, being out on the farm is the best thing for you. It's the best thing for your health. Um, you know, whether you're masked or not masked, it's just healthy. It's breathing that fresh air and in the farm life, it just changes your soul, changes you. There is anything I, if there's anything I could do when right now is be back on a farm because it is the best thing for your soul. It's the best thing for your life. And if people haven't never experienced it, they need to go do that. It's a you life they need to learn. It, it is a connection we're all learning to make back to nature. And it's definitely a revival. It's definitely something that's causing people to understand um, what true connections really are. And I remember when I first walked onto this farm and I was in shock that I actually was standing in the middle of my dream. <laughs> and I remember awesome. walking pathway and I remember what I was wearing. And I remember just saying out loud, how is it that I am here? How am I worthy of this? And, um, and I used those words and I just heard the words in my head, mm -hmm. share it, share it. So I know that's what I'm supposed to do. And every time I share it and I see the type of healing it does for my friends and people who gather here, I know that's the mission here and I know what I'm supposed to do. And it is. I, I it always is. hear the Youngbloods song, um, get together playing in my head <laughs> over and over again. So that's kind of like my little motto for the whole venture, but I and, love it. Um, I love yep, it. Yep. Oh, that's so fantastic. I wish we would have really known each other way back when, when we were very young kids, because you would have been on the farm and that this may have happened a lot earlier than you ever planned, but you know, it happened for certain timing. reasons. Timing you know? is everything. And yeah, timing's well. for everything. Yep. And if you ever have any questions about anything, you know, that, you know, being a farm girl and being raised and, and knowing how to change tractor tires and combine <laughs> tires and know how to run a hay bind and its header and everything else in between if you ever have a question you know you can always ask me because i never forgot any of that stuff it's always well, with know, me i would love to have you come and visit this you made me giggle because i was on my new holland tractor the other day moving oh my north. gosh i love it <laughs> my life is not glamorous <laughs> but i would love to have you come and visit and come and see the farm and experiencing i love it you know, for you to experience the the vibe on the farm yourself i will be there you know that um i i need a break anyway and um, podcasting is a different lifestyle it's um you know behind a microphone in a studio editing and mixing and publishing and social media so i need that farm again i really do and i'm i would love to come see you and come to the farm you do need it because you know you're taking care of so many with what you do you do need to take care of yourself and taking that time to step out of the electronic world mm -hmm. even though you do such a beautiful thing to share with everybody it's what you do you need to rejuvenate your soul absolutely. and you absolutely need to get out into nature to to breathe that and get that for yourself no, i will be there you know that robin we are always going to be connected you know that <laughs> that was <laughs> I'm so excited for you to be here today. And I thank you so much, Robin, for all your wonderful wisdom and your spiritual connections that you have with so many. And I, I hope that so many people out there listening will connect with you. And if they need anything, they can contact you. Absolutely. I welcome that. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So I will be in touch with you. You'll be getting a soundbite of this podcast. And then once it's published, you'll know. 
And you okay. can share the soundbite, share the podcast. It'll be on every platform. Just think how many people will be hearing you. It's scary. <laughs> it's wonderful. Robin, have a beautiful day. A wonderful weekend coming up. And uh, we'll be talking soon, okay? Thanks, Martha. You too. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robin. All righty. Bye-bye. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, what a wonderful spirit she is. I just can't say enough about Robin and everything she is doing. It's just amazing. The farm's amazing. Her spiritual connections, everything she has to offer. She is a woman of the earth, of the world. And I really highly recommend connecting with her. Contact her for anything that you have questions on. Terry, if you're listening, I know you will be. And Heather... And because of Safi and other problems that have come about, contact Robin. She'll help you. She really can. And I'm going to read one more thing that Robin wrote. I didn't want to do it while she was on the phone. But it's it was shortly after she she lost Luigi and our, our animals, our, our loves are our lives. And she wrote something because everybody reached out. So many people reached out when Luigi passed. Written on January 22nd. To all my friends, after the tears, a big smile would fill my heart each time I would read your comments, condolences, words of comfort, love and support for the passing of my little widget. Luigi, Ouija, Widget, Louis, Louise. His names were many to reflect the many facets of his personality. I'm so grateful for all of your support and friendship through this journey. I shared it as I do many of my animal journeys to offer stories to inspire or comfort, enlighten or embrace, relate or remember. The only thing that makes sense to me is to pay it forward. So if anyone is going through a similar experience and wants to share or needs to talk, I'm here. I understand the depth of bonds with animals and the sorrow upon their loss. I won't pretend to be a counselor but I can guarantee my heart and ears will be open if you need me. Thank you for enjoying my Luigi and our journey. May your journeys with your pets bring you as much joy. Sending love and hugs to all. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Robin Aiki. Make sure to love your furry friends. Always. They are in our hearts and our souls forever. And they give us the greatest of gifts. This is Bucks County Bites, over and out.